Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet with something on its back. What is it? We don't know. Oh, thanks. Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin, I'm the Whovian, these are my sons Tripp and Corbin. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. So welcome to episode number 52, covering season four, episode 11, Turn Left. This is the one where the doctor dies because Donna didn't take a temp job. Okay. That's pretty much it. The doctor and Donna are walking around a Chinese market when Donna decides to get her fortune read. Instead of telling her her future... The fortune teller is asking a lot of questions about her past, and then something strange starts happening. Donna finds herself back in the past on a mundane, typical day. She turns right instead of turning left, and apparently that changes everything. The doctor dies, Sarah Jane and Posse die fighting the Jadoon, Martha dies because of the Jadoon, the Titanic 2 nukes London, 60 million Americans turn into fat, and the whole tor Torchwood team dies fighting off the Suntarans. The good news is that Rose keeps showing up. She's able to send Donna back in time to make sure her past self turns left. She dies in the process, but that erases everything, so suddenly she's back in the, in the fortune teller's place, and the time beetle falls off her back and dies. Everything is fading like a weird dream except for two words that some blonde girl told her. Bad wolf. The end of story number 197, originally airing June 21st, 2008, to 8.09 million viewers. Boy, we're, we're getting specific now. With the rating system, Very I noticed. 8.09 million viewers. Written by our man Russell T. Davies and directed by Graham Harper. What did we say about Graham Harper, guys? What is his thing? Did we get a close-up? I didn't remember. It's when you look at somebody through, like, a glass or something, right? So, so typically Some, it's a distorted like vision of the face. And apparently this one was kind of a stretch this time. Mm -hmm. It was basically the use of the, the circle of mirrors. Seriously. So it didn't really like That's warp her face. Thinking. Oh, That's were you really? Okay. It's just a bunch of mirrors. <laughs> That's all just, it is. Just the fact that there's a there's a part of the episode where you're seeing her purely through the reflection of a mirror. So instead of seeing her through glass that warps the image, you're just seeing her through glass that reflects the image. Oh, look, it's a mirror. Graham Harper. You Now, you know what, though? I didn't think about it until just now, but there was a scene... Uh, there's this, actually the scene that, I, that we just played at the, during the opening there where Donna is standing inside the circle of mirrors and Rose is talking to her and there's a there's like this back and forth where the camera's on Donna, the camera's on Rose, camera's on Donna and whenever the camera was on Donna there was Rose in a reflection in the mirror. Did y'all catch that? I did not see that. Yeah. No. I mean, it was subtle. It was subtle. She was just kind of over Donna's shoulder and, and the mirror was kind of far away. So it, it was, again, it was subtle, but there was, and, and there was times where that was happening and Rose was talking. And so the camera was pointed at Donna and you're seeing Rose, Rose over her shoulder talking. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, I don't know if you guys know this about production uh, for movies and TV shows and things. Sometimes when they're doing shots like that, the, the other actor is not standing where they where you think they are in the scene because that they'd be in the way of the camera or something. Mm -hmm. And so in order to get the shot, sometimes the actor will be kind of standing over here, uh, you know, off to one side and the actor that they're talking to has to look the other side of the camera to make it look like they're looking where they should be standing, but they're not. Sometimes the actor's not even there. 
and somebody else is reading the lines for them and then they're just adding in you know the audio later on and things like that so for this shot you know you had a lot of mirrors so you couldn't have one you couldn't have rose not saying her lines as she's supposed to be mm-hmm. and then two you couldn't have like you know a, a, a production assistant saying they're holding a donut or something. Just <laughs> like they're going to show up in one of those mirrors. And there's so. a lot of things like that where, like, you can see the camera crew in R2-D2's face or whatever in a bunch of crew Oh, yeah, like reflections. That. Reflections get them every time. Oh, great one. Um, not a show that, that I've watched, but it's just in the zeitgeist right now, so you can't avoid it if you ever go on the internet, but Game of Thrones. There was, did you see the brouhaha, Corbin, recently about the about the mess up? No, there's a, there was a scene where they were in, I don't know, a tavern or something and sitting on the table in front of one of the main characters was a Starbucks cup, just like straight <laughs> up, straight up. Somebody left it there during their lunch break or something. And oh, my gosh, Why were they eating on set. No, they probably weren't like sitting there eating their lunch, but, you know, just walked by, set it down, forgot this to pick it up. This looks like a nice seat. Yeah. And so the joke was. I guess they've taken two years to to film this last season. It's the last season for Game of Thrones. And apparently it's taken them like two years. So everybody on the internet, you know, Twitter exploded, as they say, or whatever. And they're like, we spent two years. We waited two years and y'all couldn't get the Starbucks cup out of the shot. Like, <laughs> anywho. How did nobody notice it? Was it like very subtle and hard to see? Yeah, it was or like was in it the background. Sh- oh. It wasn't like in focus. Never or underestimate like that. the viewers, though. Oh, I know. They will catch I, I, everything I that the producers don't I, see. In this day and age, I can't even imagine. So, all that to say, it was directed by Graham Harper. All right. Uh, <laughs> not Game of Thrones, but uh, Turn Left, episode uh, number 11 of season four. So, um, the cast, the only, the only big thing to mention in the cast, other than the fact that um, we had a lot of shout outs to characters that we didn't mm-hmm. see. Uh, Sarah Jane, uh, Captain Jack, you know, like kind of like it was it was a it was a kind of a rundown of of all the the cool people that we've seen in the last two seasons. They brought back that what's his name Morgan Steiner. That's not his name. It's Who? something like that. Uh, the guy that survived the moon. Oh yeah, yeah. Was it Morgan Stern? Morgan Stein? Something like that. Yeah. He was my favorite character. In yeah. <laughs> um, so. As far as people who actually appeared in the episode, there was one, I asked you guys, I was like, who is this? Who is that fortune teller? Take a look at her, see if you can figure it out. And I was going to tell you, and then I was like, no, let me just wait, because I knew we were going to come back to the fortune teller's place at the end, and I let y'all guess again, and y'all were like, no clue. uh, I don't know. Like, we know her? (laughs) Um, So the fortune teller was played by Chippo Chung, also known as Chanto. This was Chanto. So I was like, yay, it's Chen Chen Toto. Yeah, exactly. So um, now this was interesting because um, whenever whenever I start looking at somebody, I, I like to, to, to hop into their like IMDb and stuff like this. Um, apparently, Chippo Chung, uh, if I'm, uh, I presume I'm saying that right, um, she also guest starred in an episode of AMC's show Into the Badlands as a character called The Master. What? And if you'll recall... <laughs> Chanto worked for the guy that turned out to be the master, uh, albeit in a slightly altered form. So Chan Mando. Chan Man? What? 
Chan Master, though. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, moving right along. Guys, Moves in the Whovian is brought to you again by R5 Website Management. Uh, are you in need of content for your blog, your email newsletter, uh, your website pages? Maybe you're a small business owner like us, and you know you want stuff on your website. You want fresh new content, but you don't feel confident in writing it. R5 Website Management produces quality research content to communicate your company's vision and values without busting your company's bank account. Contact us at r5websitemanagement.com or you can uh, message us directly at facebook.com slash r5websitemanagement and get started with your great new content today. All right, the checklist looks like kind of a ghost town this week. <laughs> There's like I feel like we're so, saying this a lot lately. It's just yeah. like abandoned and barren. Right, right. Oh, you know what? We didn't We didn't put on the list. Uh, the very top here, the baddie of the week was the time beetle. Oh, the time Because of course it is. Yeah. Slash fortune teller that talks about your past okay yeah we didn't ever write like get any kind of clue as to who she and was then she, like, why does she want the doctor dead in an alternate reality like no, it's did, the same she, reality. did she want the doctor dead she was specifically looking for the moment the letter to get to the point where she got to the doctor to save him. Yeah, because the doctor was the biggest point, so the time beetle can consume the most about it. Yeah, but I didn't think it was like specifically. I don't think she was the time beetle. Though? I don't think she was after the doctor. She was tra- trying. Yeah, to get like Trip said, she's trying, trying to, find, to get the biggest point, right. which is where she could kill billions of people and feed off of their lives. Right, 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 and um. You know, she was looking for the most significant change in Donna's life. And as yeah. it turned out, it ended up being like the most significant change in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of people that that's just a, died. That's a lot of importance. That's a lot of cash. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen that. So. <laughs> it's a nickel and a dime and a quarter and a penny. All right. Um, James, you had it stuck in our, our head for days upon days. I still by the haven't way. seen it, though, so... That's okay. Well, you're not going to see it because it's an I audio podcast. <laughs> Technicalities. So, uh, so the Time Beetle was, that was a pretty cool little puppet though, wasn't it? Yeah, that was cool. It was terrifying. Um, <laughs> terrifying and like okay. creep level 501. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So this isn't really, <clears throat> this is a part of the checklist, but this is sort of an ongoing list that we have. So we have, um, uh, you should definitely be afraid of the dark. Right, yes. because there are flesh-eating piranha of the shadows called the Vasha Narada. Mm-hmm. So being afraid of the dark is not only okay, but is 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 apparently encouraged. Uh, if you ever think you see something behind you in a mirror moving, uh, that's you because there's a, a little girl trapped there by the doctor. Little um, child. If that's not terrifying, I don't know what. Let's is. see. What else do we have? Oh, there is a monster under your bed, um, and it's a it's oh, a clockwork yeah. android. Uh, what else? What else have we done? Uh, oh, goodness. I don't know. That's about it, I think. I think that's all. I feel like there's some other ones there. There's one um, more. So Deja we can, vu is a glitch in the Matrix. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, someone's catching up on their pop culture movies. The, we can now add to the fact, if you've ever thought you saw something on somebody's back, and then they turn, and then you go, oh, it's not, oh, there's nothing there. Or if you've ever felt like there was something on your back, or something touching you, there is, and you know it's that, sucking your soul. You know that soul. tingle you get up your back? That's giant bug. 
Yeah. Better watch out. Yes. It, that, that means is, that you made the wrong decision because you met a fortune teller in space and they <laughs> latched. A fortune teller in space. And they latched a beetle wow, onto your, your shoulder. Must sound amazing. Yeah. Um, but, but now hey, it's plus like, Think of every single like decision you've made in the past forever and then decide to go and change it using time travel. Okay, as long as <laughs> as long as you happen to have a TARDIS lying around and know how to hijack it, they hot wired the TARDIS, y'all. Okay, uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Uh, so there was nothing. Um, yeah. So so, anyways, that's that's our that's our ongoing thing. So if you ever feel like there's something on your back, not only is there something on your back, it's a bug the size of your back. So just just know that not only is Pretty it a, not only is it a bug the size of your back with pinchers the size of your hand that are that are, you know. Frisking your hair. Your hair. That was the thing that killed me. <laughs> Must suck Don- to be a girl. Donna's hair just like moving <laughs> as the little pinchers were moving. Sing, um, sing. And not only, not oh, only no, that. Oh, no. Some of my hair fell off. Yeah. Sing, oh, no. sing. Sing, sing. Um, not only is it a giant horrifying beetle, but it's apparently a time beetle and your entire universe has been changed and there's nothing you can do about it because you don't know a time travel. Your life is a lie. Your life is, in fact... A lie. All right. So there was uh, apparently nothing was uh, a lot of these things. The doctor wasn't here, uh, so we don't have them. There, nothing was fantastic. Why is fantastic on there? We took it off last week. This was oh, this was already made. Okay. Uh, there was no well. Um, we did get an. I'm sorry. We got that from Rose um, saying mm-hmm. it about Donna dying. And you're gonna have to die so that you can live. Yeah. What? Yeah. I always, always and then she those. seemed to remember it all, despite the fact that she died. Yeah, well, dying meant that she didn't changed, die. and then therefore she didn't have to go back and die. It's a paradox. Wibbly wobbly. Uh, so that brings our running count uh, to eight plus three. This is the first time we've had a, a somebody other than the doctor say this in, uh, oh gosh, probably a whole season. Probably. I think the first time that it was a non-doctor character, it was Donna, if mm-hmm. memory serves me correctly. Um, and then, uh, so we did get no Alonzi's, no what's, no oys. This was a companion episode. This was a Donna sode, and did we they got not say oy? we got no oys. I swear they I said think oy. they did. They did. She did. I yes. think you're wrong. They said oy. Then nobody pointed it out to me, and I didn't notice. She it. said oy when they're stuff. taking away the guy. I, I watched the episode. Unlike you, you sit there and work on notes. Dad, when the guy got was getting taken away, are you are you are you is your is your is your joke on me right now that I do a good job creating the podcast? Is that is that the is that the slam? Yeah. Okay. Sick burn. Uh, wow. Dad, I think they that she said, "Oi, where are you taking them?" When they took Did the she? guy away, they're gonna go die. Hmm. That's what they called them last time. Uh, <laughs> what do you well, mean? Um, nothing uh, Nothing mean? was impossible. Uh, nothing about, obviously, nothing about the time war because no doctor. Um, no real jibberty jabberty. There were, well, there was a little bit. There was a couple of mm-hmm. things that got said that Time's I almost wrote flux. down. Yeah, but Time it wasn't It wasn't like where it was a paragraph of nonsense words. <laughs> yeah, it was That's just occasional Rewrap the power converter. I did like the, I did like the one bit where, uh, the, the unit director or, or whoever she was, um, d- Rose rattled off a bunch of stuff and the, uh, the, the unit director or whatever turned to Donna and goes, she does that a lot. <laughs> so <laughs> that was funny. Like typical, typical companion there. Haha, <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, yeah. So, uh, no doctor means no jiggery pokery. Um, existential horror, Corbin. You, we added this to the list for you. Was there any existential horror? I mean, 
Your kind life of a is beetle. a lie because there's a time beetle living yeah. on your back. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I would say. Uh, I would say also the the concept of dying so that you, you can, can change live? history and therefore live. Uh, what? That's mm. weird. <laughs> you get I to die twice. Yeah. I always wonder in episodes, uh, or not episodes, but and um, in movies or TV shows or whatever. When when that kind of thing happens, mm-hmm. I always wonder like did like the moment that she closed her eyes and died, did she instantly wake up back in the fortune teller's she place? Spent that's, a that's... million years floating <laughs> in nowhere. Yeah, like doing a little Gandalf there. I am Donna the White, uh, Donna the Red. Ah, eh, eh, <laughs> eh. Is okay. that a joke? I don't get it. <laughs> 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 Apparently it was not a joke. I'm, I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> I, I, do, I don't know. Um, who's who? So let's see. Who was Rose? Now, um, I did see um, an interesting note in the who trivia. Who is Rose? Huh? Who is Rose? Yeah, who is Rose, in fact? A dimension hopper. Uh, there was the um, there was the bit where um, that I there, 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 there was, there was a, a reference that I read that I don't remember if it was in Doctor Who Confidential or Doctor Who Magazine, somewhere like that. Billy Piper mentioned that she basically forgot how to play Rose really? and had to go back and watch her old episodes <laughs> to remember the character and who she was and, and how she acted wow. and all this kind of stuff. And you know what's funny is I was thinking, and you guys tell me what you think, I felt like this was a different Rose. It was. Like she was... Like a more experienced, more well-planned yeah. Rose. Dr. Rose. I mean, but even more so. Like, I mean, what has she been up to in Pete's universe? Where yeah. she's a dimension hopper all the sudden. Right, yeah. Didn't yeah. they close off the dimen- dimensions? Wait, what? They, they did, which obviously Closed that means that we're gonna have one. to we're gonna have to learn something about how that all happened yeah. in the next episodes. But um but yeah, she just seemed different. She was she was much more uh I don't know, just quiet and, mm-hmm. and calm and reserved and um, you oh, know, calm down, Donna. Uh, yeah, very, very in charge for sure. That was interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that's interesting. and also what I tell you about salutes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she she also doesn't like salutes. Um, so it was really interesting to see, you know, what's what's she been up to? Because because what are we gonna say? It's been about two years, I guess, right? Because um, um, it, it's that. been we're we're coming up on the end of the second season after she left. So, so yeah, and probably. typically in universe, you know, it, it, it a season equals a year, typically. So speaking. they are time traveling. So yeah, yeah. There's that. There's that. So, but but in roughly a year of presuming that time work. Well, no, she already said. Remember when when she was when she was hopping across the dimensions? Apparently, she was doing it instantaneously, but she was showing up at different points in time. So there's a time differential thing going on here. So who knows how long time travel. it's been. Yeah. Who knows how long it's been since she five last minutes. saw the doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So it's five minutes and he's already died. <gasps> wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She can she like shows back up to, to find the doctor and. So Look, um, it's been did, 10 son. minutes in New York and he's already been to through two companions and he's died. <laughs> so uh, speaking of who was Martha. She did. What? <laughs> she did. <laughs> what? All we hear about she Martha in this episode Morgan is Morgan Stein. She or did. Whatever, yeah. and then she Except did. she came she, back. So. Huh? 
Because yeah, but it, but what did we learn about her in this episode, Trip? She did. She did. We don't know. Like Corbin said, she did uh, give her last bit of oxygen to save uh, Corbin's favorite character. Which so. is again the same thing she did in the last episode. They're like, "Oh no, we're gonna run out of the air." And then why do they sound that way though? Because I said so. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're like, oh, no, we're going to run out of the air. And oh, then the doctor's yeah. like, I'll save you all. Do you like my impressions? Uh, oh, I do. They're, oh, no. they're pretty, they're pretty the side characters all sound really high and annoying. And then the hero was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh-huh. Um, who is Donna? <laughs> Donna is no one. She's just a temp. She's not even that. She tells wow. Rose at one point. Wow. Uh, Donna's uh, Donna funny. has depression. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So, so she she tells Rose, you know, like, what can I do? I'm no one. Who I'm just am I? a Why temp. Am I important? Yeah. And she says, I'm just a temp. And in the back of my mind, I went, she's not even that. And then she goes, I'm not even that. <laughs> you know, like she's been fired as a temp. Rose, however, says she's the most important person in all creation, except for the doctor. I mean, <laughs> the doctor's dead at this point. <laughs> so Rose is saying, you're the most important person in all creation. At, partly because, as it turns out, she's got to go and make a choice in order to save the doctor, right? So um, she says at one point to her mom, she suppose, I suppose I've always been a disappointment to you. And her mom goes, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, what? Wait, yeah, I know, has right? You can't you can't just do I that. I forgot how much I hate Donna's mom. I mean, like, Donna's mom is do that. just terrible. Oh, I'm the worst person in the world. I suck. I'm always a disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> mom! I, I thought Jackie w- was annoying. You know, Jackie, <laughs> yeah. Jackie Tyler Jackie Tyler was <laughs> annoying. Martha's mom was... <sighs> she was kind of... Anno- she was annoying in a different way because we yeah. knew that she was being fooled by the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew that, so it was like she's annoying, but like eh, it's not her fault, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But man, Donna's mom is just awful. She is yeah, an awful mom. You're terrible. So as we say, as you're we record two days after Mother's thing. Day. <laughs> <coughs> you so, suck. Um, the fortune teller, um, when when Donna, you know, throws the beetle off her back, um, the fortune teller says, "You're so strong." What are you? Bad wolf. And it's like... <laughs> Donna is not, not bad quite. wolf. <laughs> but... Donna is a true bad um, wolf. The doctor talks about... Uh, like... Oh, no. Who was it? Was it Rose talking about reality warping around Donna? Or was that the doctor talking about that later on? I don't remember. I don't remember. Somebody somebody said something about reality warping around Donna. Rose. And, yeah, it was Rose because because I think it was. Donna said, no, it wasn't me. It was just the Beatle. I'm just a host. And Donna says, no, we had those readings about you before the Beatle. So before she even made the decision to turn left, reality warps itself around her. So. What? <laughs> that, uh, if you say so. That makes it. That makes her fairly yeah. special and important. I am and, special. Yeah, and and the doctor. So are they just like tracking her even before? Just like those are some weird readings coming off of this person. I'm gonna like, guess. I'm gonna guess that Rose started checking her out, and and again somehow has a way of looking 
at different time frames and whatnot. Oh, look, suddenly she's back in the past and turned left instead of right. That could be a problem. And now she has a time beetle on her back. Right. <laughs> so uh, the doctor mentions that he ran into her twice. And, you know, like of all the people in the universe, I ran into you twice. That's because you're on Earth every other episode <laughs> in <laughs> London. Like, I feel like it's not that hard, actually. <laughs> and both times she came out after, like, a blast behind her. Doesn't I mean, seem that weird to her. Like, you ran into Martha twice. Is, this just yeah. happens for you. Ran into Martha twice? Yeah. Well, she called him, I guess. But anyways, they met back up again. She called him? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, yeah, but that was that was her, yeah, that was that her was calling him. That was not, oh, look. So so when when else has this happened? Y'all have seen this happen before with a companion. Uh, sort uh, of. Sarah Jane. Sort of. Yeah, exactly. All right. He ran into Sarah Jane again. And in both instances... Oh, look, you left me behind. Yeah. <laughs> in both instances, her and Donna, uh, Sarah Jane was doing fairly doctorish things, right? She was lo- looking yeah. into weird stuff and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. Donna was That's looking into weird stuff. you find the doctor. Stuff. You live in London and you look for weird look stuff. Look for weird stuff. That's right. And doctor <laughs> confirmed. London or Cardiff. Doctor confirmed. That's <laughs> okay. Uh, so, so Donna is important. Um, you know, we've, we've seen her evolve from the runaway bride who uh, was very unsure of herself. Oh, excuse me. Very unsure of herself, not confident, not willing to go with the doctor to someone who... You're scary. You make snow. <laughs> right. Yes, that's right. Your, your magic box makes snow. It may travel through space and time, Plus you just but snow is where I draw a bunch of alien babies, so... Huh? That's also a thing. What's that now? Plus, you just drowned a bunch of alien babies, so that's also a thing. Uh, yeah, I'm willing to bet that that weighed a little heavier than the snow, but I don't know. I, 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 I suppose I could be wrong. So uh, ah, let's snow. let's see what happens with Donna. Who is Wilf? Uh, just I just had uh, a couple of notes about him that uh, Wilf is. I love Wilf. He's a great character. We're gonna see more of. We're gonna see more development of him coming up. And what is so interesting about him to me is, um, he, like, he's just like a really kind of passionate guy. Like, he feels things pretty passionately. And that scene where they were taking Rocco and his family away to the labor camps. Labor camp. If you look at Wilf's face in that scene, it's heartbreaking. You can see him, like, oh. on the verge of tears. And Donna's like, what's wrong, Dad? And Donna is so oblivious to everything that's, that's happening. That's what they called it last time. Yeah. Well, that, how old is he? Was, he? What? Huh? No. Uh, like, old enough that he fought in World War II. Apparently. Yeah. When does this take place, though? Uh, 2007? How is he still alive? So. Um, I mean, if you That'd were if you were 18 when you fought in World War II... I mean, yeah. And what are we, 60 years ahead of that? So he's in his late 70s? Mm. You know? So... Um, kind of makes sense. So, yeah, it was it was really interesting to see him, you know, saying, uh, it's happening again. That's what they called it last yeah, time. Yeah, that's that's what they called him last time, labor camps, you know? So is this like World War Three, 
Oh no, humans have been turned into fat in World <laughs> War Three. Well, it's World just the War idea III. of it's just the idea of you know pe- people getting scared and making bad decisions. If yeah. sixty million people died, and then fifty mi- no sixty million people died in this one place, no one can go there. And then right. fifty million people in this other place died. Can't just the people that were in this place <laughs> just go to that place? So send all the refugees to live in the homes of the people that the adipose turned into fat. And then go. they'll die of smoke anyway. So it's fine. It's there fine. Doesn't matter. <laughs> and there you go. First you get nuked. Um, so lastly, in the who is who, who's who section, who is the doctor? He did. He did. <laughs> he did. A lot of people died. He did. He did. He did. So is uh, Martha. She did. Other stuff we noticed? Any other stuff that, that you guys wanted to uh, chime in on? There probably was something. But again, if we don't ever like write this down, we just kind of... Don't remember. Forget about it entirely. Right. So. right. Yeah. All right, so no, I don't to, have anything. Nothing. <laughs> all, that, all that to say, nah. Nah. Meh. 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 All right. Uh, trippers, uh, did you have anything? Mm, yeah. 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 Yeah, this one, this one was, uh, you know, I know y'all, you're kind of like giving me a hard time for some odd reason about uh, doing my job and taking notes while I'm listening to, <laughs> or watching the, the episode. But um, I, I did have a hard time taking notes. Like I found myself like very, very into this episode. Wow, this was a really good episode. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's see. Uh, just uh, let's see. We'll go ahead and do our classic Who Connection. And then, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you say so? Okay, Dad. We'll uh, we'll we'll do that, and like, then Durr. oh, and then and then Corbin had a uh, Corbin had a theory uh, that he wanted to look into based off of a different theory. movie that we watched this weekend. So, uh, let's see, classic Who connection. Jared has got uh, some fun stuff for us. I told the boys I I started listening to this and then I cut it off. Because uh, Jared's been with us long enough now that I'm pretty sure he's not going to run off the rails uh, too hard. And if he does, we'll just edit him out. But uh, I mean, we will run off the rails worse than him, to be uh, honest. Yeah. So. Um, but um, I just I started listening to it, and I realized, you know what? I like listening to it for the first time uh, live. Now that now that we're doing it live, I, I enjoy doing it uh, live with all yeah. three of us. So um, let's take a listen to Jared's Classic Who Connections. Hello, noobs in the. Hello, noobs. <laughs> Hello, noobs in the. Hello, noobs in the hoop. Hello, noobs in the hoopie. This is Jared bringing you your classic hoop connection. <laughs> you don't sound like you have a beard. And still trying to sound more like a guy who has a beard. Jeez. <clears throat> well, I just can't do it. Even after altering my voice with two different sonic screwdrivers, Uh. I still can't get it to sound more like a guy who has a beard. (laughs) So you're just going to have to put up with my regular voice and get ready for some more classic Who connections. So without further ado, we're going to turn left. To start off with, I'd like to say that this is not the first time that the doctor has found himself in Chinatown. Back in the 1996 Doctor Who movie, he was in Chinatown, but that was San Francisco's Chinatown. Although I don't think they ever really say it, I'm pretty sure that Turn Left is supposed to be in London's Chinatown. 
back in the 1996 movie. I don't remember why he was in Chinatown, but it could have been to buy a Mogwai, or that could have just been Gremlins. Okay, moving on. So since we're in Chinatown already, let's talk about the Time Beetle. Now, the Time Beetle was designed after and influenced by the giant spiders of Metabellus III, also known as Eight Legs. That spider clung to Sarah Jane Smith's back in Planet of the Spiders. That's the fifth and final serial of the 11th season with the fourth Doctor. And those spiders were somewhat similar to the Time Beetle. They could use psychic energy and mind control on humans and teleport both through time and space. Okay, let's talk about the circle of mirrors that they used, and they hooked up Donna and the TARDIS to there. This is not the first time that we have seen uh, mirrors used for time travel. So back in The Evil of the Daleks, which is the ninth serial of season four, and that's with the second Doctor, we saw them use, we saw the Daleks use a circle of mirrors uh, for time travel, although uh, the time travel in turn left was a bit more believable since they were hooked up to the TARDIS, which we know can help people travel through time and space. In The Evil of the Daleks, time travel happened by accident after experimenting with static electricity in a chamber lined with mirrors. Wait, what? They also used a circle of mirrors in Classic Who to expose a hidden creature, and that's the Mara, which uh, we see throughout the time with the Fifth Doctor uh, in a, a few different serials, where they actually expose the Mara is in the serial called Kinda. And the difference here is that between creatures is that the Mara, it's not usually a visible, tangible monster. Um, I think, if I remember correctly, we only ever see it as a giant snake, but usually it's totally invisible and it possesses people and controls their minds. And instead of like hanging on in the backs or something, they do get a snake tattoo on their arm uh, if they're possessed by the Mara. Um, what? In the serial, Kinda, the yeah, doctor figures out that the Mara will be repelled by its own reflection. So they use a circle of mirrors to draw it out, and that's when it takes the snake form. I can't really say for sure if it has other forms or if it is a snake whenever it's seen, but that one's much more mysterious and uh, a little bit harder to explain than the time beetle there. But the big point is they also used a circle of mirrors to help expose that creature that would normally be invisible. All right, and finally, we've got uh, that once the doctor starts seeing bad wolf everywhere, we hear the cloister bell ringing within the TARDIS. And I'm pretty sure we haven't really delved into this before. I know the cloister bell has rung in New Who, but I'm not sure if we've really gotten into what it is and what's going on there. So this is an alarm bell that's, surprisingly enough, located in the cloister room in the TARDIS. And it goes off in only very serious emergencies. I think the first time we hear it is in Legopolis, and that's the fourth Doctor's final series. And he says in that series that the bell heralded wild catastrophes and sudden calls to man the battle stations. Wild catastrophes. So the Logopolis is the final serial of the 18th season, and that's, again, the final serial of the fourth Doctor, Tom ba- Baker. And we, we have the cloister bell ringing there uh, in that serial. And it goes off uh, a number of other times. You hear it, um, I think, really, as they go along, they start using it more and more. But there's just, I don't know that we ever really see it 
or even see the cloister room. But I just love that the TARDIS has this uh, alarm that it, it can sense when there's grave danger and this alarm just starts going off. I don't know. It's like I, I want a cloister bell in my house or on my smartphone or something. <laughs> oh, no. All right. That's all we got for you here today. Uh, I loved this episode. Uh, I love the, 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 the what if scenario, the, the what if Donna had just made a slightly different choice. Where would that have taken the world? How many ripple effects can we get from that? The whole butterfly effect kind of concept. Loved that they played it out, that they, that they took the time to share that story and, of course, set up um, where the season is going here. I'm going to give it 8.5 out of 10 crazy shops in Chinatown. And uh, the creep factor, you know, it, honestly, it wasn't super creepy to me uh, throughout the episode, but uh, it, it was a little creepy to have this idea of, like, this um, mind-possessing, time-traveling beetle stuck on your back that you kind of feel like is there, and but isn't, and it's sort of like, it harkens back to the, the girl that's trapped in all mirrors and uh, to the weeping angels when you think... Uh, a statue might have moved. Oh, you know, that, it's, yeah. it's sort of trying to explain mm, the these you, phenomenons of the mind with something that might actually be there. So this invisible monster on your back kind of idea, that's, that's kind of creepy. So I'm going to give it uh, about 200 creep levels, and I think that'll just about cover it. So I'd like to thank uh, the TARDIS, that Wikia, and Wikipedia, uh, f- both for uh, helping me with the research on this one. And uh, I'm just going to, as I said at the start, uh, you're just going to have to enjoy my voice as it is and know that that's the one that comes with this face because I have a hard enough time remembering these Classic Who episodes, so I can't be bothered to try and alter my voice, even if I do have a sonic screwdriver on hand. I'd also like to thank my voice double for the beginning of this segment. Uh, His name is Hayden. He's my fourth son slash nephew. So thanks to Hayden for helping me out there. And thank you all at Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who connections next time. Okay, I'm going to hope that what he meant was like, he's my nephew, but he's kind of like a son. Because <laughs> when he said my fourth son, I was like, oh, it's it's his fourth son slash nephew. Wait, what? What's, I take what's it back, wait, wait, though. Wait. After hearing that voice, you do sound like you have you a do. beard. <laughs> Just talk with your normal Good. voice. Compared to Hayden, you definitely sound much more beardy. Uh, that is that is Dad, faux show. So I did have a comparison. Okay. So you... Oh, crap. What was it? Dang it. No, I had it. So the thing that uh the TARDIS had where it alerts you if there's the danger... The bell? Reminds me of this thing in Harry Potter that's uh-huh. only in the books. It's in the third book, and it's this thing that you can get from shops, and it will glow and start beeping if someone is untrustworthy in the same room as you. Really? It's only in the books for the third one. I was reading it and in when I was doing Star. Just today, yeah. Yeah. So it's fresh on my mind. Very cool. Very cool. All right. Um, I think I've got a, I've got the section here where we hear the cloister bell. So I'm going to, I'm going to play a little bit of a segment here so we can hear uh, what it is he was referring to in case you either missed it or don't remember what it sounded like. It's a very distinct sound and I can't remember if we have heard it yet, but it know. will be, it will be a sound that you will know 
just like the the sound of the TARDIS landing mm -hmm. or the sonic screwdriver, this is going to be in your audio vocabulary. What's what is it? What's that. Bad Wolf? So many times we've it's the end of the universe. Yeah, that's that's that sound that some epic music. We've heard that oh, like yeah. three times. Three I was times. I was thinking so, but again, I sometimes I'm I don't remember that. I'm remembering the future sometimes, so I remember. <laughs> Are you from Alice in Wonderland? Uh, I only remember things that happen in the future. That's that right. happened like two times with Rose and one time with Martha, I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that we had. So, All right, so that brings us to our overall impressions. Uh, Jared gave it 8.5 uh, Chinese fortune teller shops. Uh, Tripp, what do you got? Um, I got 9.5 Beatles touching your hair. Whoa. Wow. I, is that your highest rating yet? No, a 10 is. Yeah, he did a 10. Oh, what did you give a 10? Um, Blink and oh, yeah. an empty child. Or crap, what was it called? Was it called an empty child? Did you give the empty child? No. Uh, a 10? He didn't. I changed I think my you rating. Like, that feels like that would have been early you on. You changed. Ah, okay. I changed my rating. Right, you so changed nine, your rating. 9.5, what was it? Uh, Beatles touching your hair. <laughs> 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 All right, Corbin, what do you got? Uh, I liked this one. There's a lot of really good aspects to it, especially with the, like Jared said, the what if, like, what if you went back mm -hmm. and you changed this tiny one aspect? Tiny thing. Like, and then you it took just one step instead of two steps. From there. Yeah. So I think I'm going to give Ian it. Professor Malcolm would be proud. No, no. Jurassic Park. Okay. Moving right along. You um, said hi instead of hey, and that changed <laughs> everything. <laughs> Woo. All right, so what's your score? Uh, I'm going to give it 8 out of 10. Chanthos. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, this this was great. I mm -hmm. I love that they turned they this was like a clip show without being a clip show. Um, so uh, are you guys familiar with that idea that it's not common much anymore? A clip show. I have no idea what I, you're talking about. Yeah, I want to say I want to say uh, the one example I can think of that y'all would remember it would be um, Phineas and Ferb. They had an episode one time where they were like, hey, you remember that time when we did this? And then they just show bits from that episode. Mm -hmm. It's called a clip show. And it was something that um, especially sitcoms would do back in the 80s and 90s because it was a cheap way of doing an episode. Mm -hmm. So it required very hey, little filming. remember this? And this. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, one of the worst episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation was a clip show that they – but it wasn't, hey, remember that time? They like wove it into uh, the episode. Y'all may have seen it. Riker oh. got – like he was being attacked by some virus or something. Anywho. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, this was like, me of that one time. This was like the opposite of a clip show. This was, um, hey, you remember that time when this happened? Except it happened completely differently this time because the doctor wasn't there. Wow. I love it. Um, kind of, kind of reminds me uh, that Endgame did that. Avengers Endgame. There was a clip show aspect of it when they went back in time. It was like doing a clip show of the MCU. Remember this? Remember that battle what in New this? York? Yeah, yeah. Remember the battle in New York? What Remember that time there was the fight in the stuff? elevator? But this time it's going to be different. What if Hulk wasn't angry? Uh, yeah, <laughs> meh. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best scene. But Professor Hulk is so I, I love that they <clears throat> they did the everybody's mentioned the what if, you know. 
So I'm definitely, I'm going to give this nine out of 10 right turns. All right. So Jerry gave it 200 uh, creep levels. Uh, Corbin, what do you, what do you got creep level wise? I'm, I'm going to go with 200 as well. Cause giant bug. Okay. I hate right. bugs that are big. Small bugs are okay, but big bugs are bad. I'm going to, I'm going to go 150. Um, and, and, and all 150 of those are the beetle. Bug. Every one of those levels is the beetle. Um, I would go higher, but we don't see a lot of it. And then when we do see it, it's a, it's kind of a, it doesn't do a lot, you know, (laughs) thank you for reminding us of what it is. Uh, trip. What about you, man? Um, um, (laughs) is that you doing? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Ah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They did. I will say this. They did. You know what? I'm changing my. I'm changing my level. I'm changing <laughs> it to 175, 20, 150 levels for, uh, for the beetle and 25 extra ones for the sounds. <laughs> Bug. All right, uh, Trip. What do you got, man? So I'm gonna give it a 178. So I think like 78 of this is gonna be like the overall show. And then the other 100 is just the Beetle. It's just the Beetle. Gotcha. All right, guys. Noobs in the Hoobian is also brought to you by listeners like you. If you find value in what we do, uh, bringing you this uh, this great show about a great show. Okay, let's be honest. An okay show about a great show. Maybe it's great. I don't know. Uh, if you find value in that and want to give a little bit of value back, that's all we're asking for. Uh, go to patreon.com slash noobs and the Hoobian and become a supporting pr- patron of family-friendly independent media today. All right, Corbin, lay down some theories for us or a theory or whatnot. All right. So, uh, on when was it? Was it Friday or Saturday? I think it was Friday. It was this weekend. I don't know. Sometime this weekend we watched Mary Poppins returns. Yes. Which, which was awesome. I love it. Which was it. way better it was than I expected. Good movie. Honestly. Yeah. I just expected, Oh, this is just going to be like Mary one of those Poppins Disney again. movies. Yeah. I thought I honestly, I thought, I, I had my hopes set low because I was afraid it was going to be a terrible, terrible sequel. It was actually pretty good. It was it was, it was way okay. more entertaining than I expected. At any rate, so uh, the Mary Poppins is a Time Lord theory has been around for a while, but I right. never really liked it because I didn't feel like there was much evidence yeah, to back it up. Right. But with this one, there was more evidence to it, and I was like. Okay, maybe it is the case. Doesn't matter. I'm going to talk about it anyways. Okay. So <laughs> there's a few things. Uh, the biggest the biggest I- identifier, I don't know, right. is the fact that her bag is bigger on the inside. Yes. Which I don't think we see as much of in this movie, but like she pulled a lampstand out of it, right? When, she pulled a ladder out. Or a hat out stand, a I mean. She pulled, she, she pulled out a, uh, I think it was a lamp and a, it was like a table lamp and then it was a hat rack. Which was, you know, that's like six feet tall or something. She pulled a full little bag. Yeah, she pulled like a mirror out of it that was like three feet by two feet. All of these in the first movie. She did something like that in this one, but I don't think it was with her bag. It was something different. So no, it Uh, was with her bag. Yeah, it was her bag, but it was it was a lot more subtle. They didn't make like a big giant deal out of it. So which which was good because that would have been lame, you know. So so uh, her umbrella is the Sonic how most people see it that's just okay how it is uh the bathtub in this one the bathtub in this one takes them to like a different world i noticed they're just like and now we're on a different planet sure whatever right and uh okay 
So she has a personality like the doctor. She comes in when there's trouble and then leaves when it's all fixed. As and soon done. as it's over. <laughs> I, that door hasn't been open for a long time. Pew. Gone. Oh, wait. Yeah. Okay, she has a weird fixation on London. <laughs> this is just... <laughs> Even hating on the doctor in this episode for that is just London. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay. Okay, so now in this movie we see that she's A, either nearly ageless, or she regenerated because... She came back with a different That's right, face. yeah. So we started talking about this with uh, with mom in the room, and uh, Corbin said something about, you know, mentioning her being a Time Lord, and mom pointed out, well, she, you know, she didn't age any, and then I was like, yes, but she did come back with a new face. So mm -hmm. that was, uh, that was, that was typical, um, typical Doctor Who maneuver there, so. Mm-hmm. All right. Came back with a different face. Came back with a different face, but, All right. but just as young as when she left. All right, this is my theory inside of a theory. Oh, merciful heavens. I think... Buckle up. The uh, the woman at the end handing out balloons might have been Mary Poppins. What? Okay. So... All right. She has magical balloons. Angela Lansbury? Is that her name? Yeah, that's, that's the actress, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she has magic balloons, and besides Mary Poppins in that... One other person related to her. She is the only other person to show any magical skill. This is true. In the whole of the movie. Well, uh, did her did her cousin Topsy even have magic at all? No, she just kind of flipped around in her house. Yeah, her, her house. See, it that was, was the magic. thing. Was uh, remember in the other one, it was Uncle Rupert. Was it Rupert? I don't know. Uncle so and so that l would laugh, and he would float up to the ceiling because he laughed so much. Mm -hmm. And so it's I don't remember very much of that movie. You don't remember that? Okay. Wait, Dad, I just realized they never got the bowl back, did they? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. the bowl with, yeah. with Cousin right. Topsy or Aunt Topsy or whatever she was. Um, yeah, so the, yeah, the only other people that you have magic, magic associated with, it's just sort of magic that happens to them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, um, and, and in the first movie you had Bert, and then in this movie you had Jack, who know about the magic... And want to be part of the magic, the magic. But they, yeah. Like Bert even demonstrated, he tried to do it. But then this random woman has magical has balloons. Magical balloons. She also knows Mary Poppins by name. That seems to just kind of be a given in this town, to be honest. Yeah, but kind of. It is something. She knows a lot about everyone else. She's like, this looks like a good balloon for you, and that's kind of like a Mary Poppins skill. Yeah. Uh, she also helps solve Michael's problem. Or like, I feel like a kid again. Yay. Right. Yay. Right. And there was some other thing I had. I don't remember. She got she got two new companions this time. Three new companions. Yeah. So basically, I think she is a, another uh, reincarnation of Mary Poppins. All right. Just so another regeneration. So the the balloon lady is Mary Poppins, uh, from the future, or is this is this a previous incarnation? Or I would imagine from the future. Future. Because Mary Poppins doesn't Mary, know. Other didn't Mary seem Poppins. to recognize her. Yeah. Okay, okay. But but the balloon lady did recognize her. And was a bit more casual about it. Yeah, so. okay. Huh, I like it. All right, well, I need to put up a poll on the uh, on the old Facebook page. Was the balloon lady in uh, Mary Poppins uh, 
Mary Poppins next incarnation because we have a foregone conclusion that Mary Poppins is a Time Lord. Yes. <laughs> I mean, not very, very things. solid proof, but... Mm. I don't know, man. I, you know, the fact that... Um, that the the bigger on the inside is the is the big thing. But I love your fixation on London. I love that. <laughs> and then as soon as a problem is solved, like the Bye, moment I'm it's gone. solved, I am bouncing that about. Door has it been open for a while. Nowhere near him. Just that yep. says that. She, and she immediately knew. Yeah. Goodbye. All right, so um, we did have in our listener input, we did get a new review. As it happened, this review was left on my birthday on Saturday, so that was fun. Um, I didn't see it until today, so it was like a belated birthday present. Yeah. So this came from uh, Big Bone, Small Bone. So whoever you are, shout out. Shout out. Thank you, sir. Uh, uh-huh. The title says, The Perfect Podcast for When You've Listened to All of, all Your Other Podcasts. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you're good enough to be the last the podcast last. <laughs> that I listen to. <laughs> but he did give us five stars and then the so. longest review to date. So, so. Um, Big Bone, Small Bone says, fun, family-friendly, and has a great premise. And Doctor Who. I can't gush enough about this podcast. It's really fun going back and re-watching all the episodes with y'all. It's been almost more enjoyable for me than when I watched them the first time. I cannot tell you guys how many times I've heard that. Yes. The people, yes. people, uh, we help people enjoy Doctor Who more. That's awesome. I We're love basically it. like an improv comedy Doctor Who podcast. <laughs> there you go. To be fair. Um, okay, I love this. He said, the timey whiny episodes... So I don't know if that was a typo or if we've been saying it weird. He thought it, he, he wrote timey whiny, not whimey. Uh-huh. So like, like we're whiners. Um, timey whiny, whiny episodes are also enjoyable. I'm excited for y'all to get into, uh, into 11 soon. He's my favorite doctor. The classic who connections with Jason. <laughs> he Jared. says, if that's wrong, I'm sorry. His name isn't coming to my head right now. <laughs> are also cool as I've never seen classic who only knew who. One of my complaints I used to have was about the audio quality, and I can't really complain about that anymore. Uh, the audio quality still isn't perfect, but it's improved to a more listenable level. Uh, my one complaint with this show, listen up, guys, my one complaint with this show, uh, and why I would give it a 4.5 instead of a 5, they don't post regularly. We're sorry. <laughs> yeah, he says, don't get me wrong. I understand why, but I do wish episodes were posted on more regular of a schedule instead of every once in a while. We've I, been we're getting, getting better. better we have that. a bank show. We're getting better. We, yeah. getting better. He says, I do genuinely look forward to when one of these episodes is uploaded. Anyway, keep up the good work and God bless. So We say we're getting better and then we record on a Tuesday. <laughs> okay, all right. So so this brings up a couple of things. First of all, first of all, my favorite part of that review is that his biggest complaint is that we don't do enough episodes. <laughs> I love that, okay? Um, My biggest complaint is that you're not doing enough good work. Yeah, that's right. There, I have so many um, things like that, shows. It's an hour-long podcast. Is it really not releasing that much? <laughs> yes, it is. So there are plenty of podcasts where I'm, I'm listening along, especially if I didn't start with them from the beginning, like if I'm, if I'm doing the back catalog, you know, and listening through, and then I get caught up, and I'm like, ugh. I gotta wait a week? Like, are you kidding me? That's how I was when I caught up with um, uh, that story show. 
Yeah. I was I was getting close to being caught up, and then they started releasing again. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's no. a miracle! Oh yeah, 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 because you were you were listening to the back catalog. Then I double time to get through like the next fifty episodes. Yeah, of yeah. Like, so, um, so big bone, small bone. Um, I did want to say a couple of things. One, we have tried really, really hard to um, get more consistent. As Corbin pointed out, we are saying that two days after we should have normally released an episode. <laughs> now, I will say in our defense, it was my birthday on Saturday and Mother's Day on sa- on Sunday. So Mom doesn't really and like we it were looking we at a house. Well, I mean, it's not it's not about that. It's that, you know, we had stuff that we did we had a bunch of with stuff. Mom. And I had store the next day, so it's not like we could go and, like... Yeah, no, they had they had, had big, a lot of tests. They had big testing this week and everything. So we're actually recording on a Tuesday night, and uh, but we're recording on a Tuesday night because we wanted to get this episode in because as much as you guys hate it when we miss it, we hate it even more. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is, um, Big Bone, I hope you're also getting the .5 episodes because we have released, uh, I don't know, about a half a dozen of those in the last few yeah. months. Mm-hmm. And, so we've um, been getting in those extra. Yeah, things. so those those are complete bonus episodes. Where we don't schedule those. And so um, that way, uh, if they don't happen, it's okay. <laughs> but if they do happen... That's a fun little bonus. And as Corbin said, um, we do have an episode in the hopper um, sitting in our bank account waiting to be spent uh, that is a timey-wimey episode that we recorded in advance so that the next time we we miss a week, we can release it now. Um, Again, I didn't do that. I didn't do it this week because I knew that we could record tonight and we have done a lot of different stuff recently we did a timey-wimey i looked back guys mm-hmm. i was wrong we did a timey-wimey we did one episode then we did a timey-wimey about endgame the next episode would have been another timey-wimey game yeah. why so it would have been through a wrench into our plans yeah yeah so it, it would have been four episodes where three of them were timey-wimeys <laughs> so i said you know what let's just knuckle down let's record on tuesday we'll release it on tuesday night so um here you go you're listening to that episode right now um but um, this kind of also brings up as we move into the game plan uh, section of, of our show notes here that uh, we have some changes coming up in our lives. We are getting ready to move. And um, at, yeah, we are, we are sad about that. Out for a bit. There, there is some, some good parts to that. But the bad part is that means our lives are super busy right now because we're trying mm-hmm. to find a place. And then um, we're trying to get all the stuff together so we can move, yeah. and then so we got to put out the money, so we got to... Mm, all kinds of, of things. So, there, there is coming a weekend where we're going to move. <laughs> so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just Look assume... Look forward to listening to Doctor Strange. That's right. I'm going to assume... <laughs> you told him. I don't think we had actually announced what it was. No, we haven't. <laughs> I want to know though before we drop Dr. Strange. Like, now I gotta watch go watch it. Doctor Strange. This is so true. This is true. All right, so prep yourself. You've got about a month because I'm I'm thinking that the last weekend of June is when we're going to physically wow. move out of this building, and so um, that'll probably be when we release the Doctor Strange timey wimey episode. So if you haven't seen that, go catch that. And that was the other reason that we didn't release it now because that would have been. Two Marvel timey wimeys back to back episodes. So I was like, and ah, one just is too much. three hours long, and one of them is three hours long. So um, what is um, instead? What is uh, what we're going to do is we we did this episode. Um, next week we've got a two parter. 
Um, so we'll be doing a two-parter season finale. Then we'll have a, um, a series recap. And then let's see, after that, we've got, um, the season recaps are the, the season enders kind of bring us into a slew of special episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have this one in particular, right? Cause we have a bunch of tenant specials coming up. Um, yeah, but that's almost like a half a season. Mm-hmm. That's almost like a season in and of itself. Um, so, but what we, what we are going to have, whoa, Corbin, what? stop moving stuff. What did I move? I don't know. I was looking at the show notes and they went crazy on me. I didn't do anything. All right. So we just finished up with uh, Turn Left. Oh my gosh. What is my computer doing? Dad's computer just broke. It really yeah. did. It just kind of went haywire on me. Okay. So after Turn we Left, that. we have we the, the season finale, yep. Stolen Earth and Journey's End, Music of the Spheres. That's a uh, So that's a mini episode. Um, and you know what? I don't know. We made. Let's consider doing that as a point five. Okay. Maybe I don't know. Wait, what? Uh, mu- music of the Spheres is a minisode, and uh, like remember, like Time Crash. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's a minisode. So we may do that as a as a point five episode. Then we have our series recap for series four. Then we're doing classic Who, uh, and we're going to be watching the episode The Daleks, which is from. Classic Who season two. Get to hear Jared's. I'm sorry, season season one story number two, and uh, then we'll be going into all of the uh, David Tennant specials, which starts with uh, the Christmas special called The Next Doctor, and so we'll just be rolling through those. So, uh, if you are not familiar with the way these are going to lay out, uh, I'll I'll try my best to put some stuff on the Facebook page and on the uh, on the website on uh, noobsinthehoovian.com to let you know. So. For your reference, it's going to be the next Doctor, and then you're going. If you're watching along with us on Amazon Prime, that is uh, titled like episode 15 of this season, uh, season four. But then you have to look for a different show. Okay, it's not considered a season on Amazon. You have to look for Doctor Who: The David Tennant Specials, and we'll watch Planet of the Dead, which is the Easter special. We'll watch The Waters of Mars, which is called the Autumn Special. And then we have uh, The End of Time, which is a two-parter. It was the Christmas special and New Year's special, uh, respectively. And then we'll go into a, uh, a David Tennant uh, recap. And then we'll actually be due up for uh, another mini-sode and a timey-wimey. So we've got all kinds of stuff. And then... In the mix there, we'll have the Doctor Strange episode. <laughs> so, somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah. We don't even know. Yeah. Um, it looks like that may hit in the middle of the David Tennant specials uh, that last weekend of June. So that's what that that's the roadmap ahead. Uh, so I think that's all we have for today. Am I right, guys? Yeah. So join us yeah. next time for Season 4, Episodes 12 and 13, Stolen Earth and Journey's End. Get the hankies, people. Get the tissues handy. Get your visine uh, get ready. Uh, it's a season finale. That's all I'm going to say. So until then, guys, Noobs in the Hoovian is a production of Master Closet Studios, where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is that guy. Hi, I'm Tripp. Our production editor is this other guy. 
I'm Corbin. He almost forgot for a second what his job was here. Special thanks to TARDIS.Wakia.com for the trivia, to Jared for the Classic Who connection, and to Big Bone Small Bone for the iTunes review. You can find us at Facebook.com slash NoobsInTheHoovian. You can email us at NoobsInTheHoovian at gmail.com. And wherever you found us, make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, and share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. Until next time, my name is Austin. I'm the Hoovian. These are my sons, Trip and Corbin. And, and we're, we're the Noobs. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Be whip. E.